0: Tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs, a podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bot mitzvah celebration, offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own Explosive Entertainment. Explosive Entertainment. I know you're gonna dig this. And here they are, your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langzer.
1: Alright guys, it's Mastering Mitzvahs, we're back again, it's episode 51, and in honor of our 51st episode right here, first of all, shouting out all of our clients, past, present, future, if you're not a client, you're just tuned into this Mastering Mitzvah show that we've kind of engulfed and and embraced week after week, thank you so much for checking out all of our Mitzvah content, got some great stuff going on today, we are in the house with not only my partner in crime, Mike Langsner here as always, uh, but also we have a very special guest here at the Explosive office today, the lovely Miss... Uh, Andrea Hecht is in the building, and she is kind of twofold, um, both having her foot in the planning and event world, uh, in developing event concept, and also planning your son's bar mitzvah.
2: Yes, Yay. thank you for inviting me to come speak.
1: Mazel tov! No, this thank is cool you. because we have so many times we have, you know we get uh, people writing in with different topics and different things, and it's cool to actually have a mom that's also in the business and you're planning and you're doing it. So we give some cool tips to our listeners this week and rock and roll. And you're an avid listener of our podcast. Yes. I
2: am. I listened to all 50 episodes and I will be listening to this episode yes. after we record it. so this it. is also a bit, of a, it with everyone. a bit
1: of a shameless plug for us. We put our, our favorite fans also in the hot seat a little bit, so it's cool. You're getting it on, on all angles today. Well, the, you know how
0: this all came to be is we always say, you know, if you have any interest, you want to have any topics. Feel free to write us. You wrote us. Or feel free to come on in and talk about it live. Yes. (laughs) Either way works.
2: I did.
0: So I I have a question for you. So first off, uh, you have two kids.
2: I do have two kids. 8 and 10, you said? I have an 11-year-old son who will be bar mitzvahed in October 2021. Okay. And my daughter is in second grade, and she's 8.
0: Got it. So when does the whole stress... I mean, I, I got a five-year-old, Jordan, uh, no kids that you know. That I know about. No, nothing that I know
1: about. <laughs> but it's a report.
0: Wait, when does the mitzvah planning, in your mind, even start? Is it, like, day one, child's born, i got to put a mitzvah fund aside? Or is it all of a sudden, like, at 10 years old, oh, my God, this is here? Like it's In common. your mind, You and you're a planner, so you're, you're probably going to be more detailed than our guys and others. But what's day I'd one, like, say... a light bulb goes off?
2: probably both. Um, when they're first born, you're trying to think, okay, what's going to happen at 5, 10, 13 in the Jewish world when they get to be 17 or 16, depending on where you are. If you ever let them um, get married one day. Exactly, when they get married. Um <laughs> But from um, a realistic standpoint, it really starts when you get the bar mitzvah date or bat mitzvah date from the synagogue.
1: That's the wake up moment. That's
2: the wake up moment when you're huh. like, okay, I hope I've put you know aside some money. And yes, business. how many years in
1: advance are they giving the dates away now?
2: It depends on the synagogue. It could be four. I'd say two to four years Damn, in four advance. Yeah, man. Four years. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. The average is probably two years. And I, will, I was a bar
1: mitzvah, months. too, many moons ago. I think my parents got mine, like, just about three years or so. But that's I'm crazy. I that remember it's mine. to
2: I think I'm older.
1: Four years, man. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, so At least that's, we know we're working. Exactly. So that's when um, you have that wake-up moment. And you realize, okay, um, now I've got to think about it. Um, and, yeah, it's... So if, what, what's
0: the first step for you? For you, for you what, what was your first step? Was it finding a venue? Have you even found a venue yet? Or was it more um, just financially, like, how am I going to budget for this?
2: Um, yeah, so um, from a what I try to tell, like, my friends or people when they're trying to think of planning, the first thing I try to think about is budget. Obviously, that drives everything. Have you set aside money? What type of party do you want to have? Um, a question I like to ask people is how do you want people to feel when you leave the party? Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of can drive then what venue you have and all the other choices. So, right. the very first step is though, like budget. Um, and do you want to ha- spend a ton of money? And are you planning on entertaining? Um, a lot of adults or are you going to keep it as a kid's party? Um, but that really is the very first thing that you have to focus on. Is I mean, the, cool. the,
0: the, the budget. The biggest event I've planned for myself was my own wedding and mm-hmm. I nearly doubled my budget. I mean, It it's, wasn't Amy's birthday? <laughs> no, but it, I feel <laughs> like was a ha- close. Haven's birthday could be. <laughs> yes, that's a close second, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even setting a budget, then knowing that you're going to probably go over, you got to give yourself your realistic budget then that little buffer. You Definitely. Know? But at some point, you probably have to, like, hold steady. Like, uh, this is the do not cross line, you know.
2: That's uh, where I think people can get into trouble. <clears throat> um, and especially if you're attending a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs, Um, And you see what other people have done in the past and you get wrapped up in oh I want mine to be bigger or better or different or whatever it is Mm -hmm. But I always like to tell people come back to what is real what's important to you? What's important to your family? What's important to your family values and make it about your family your child and the celebration that is going to be reflective of you guys and Set all the other stuff aside. Yeah.
0: So, not to let the cat out of the bag, but the first part you're planning and for your own family is for your son. Do you have a theme in mind just yet?
2: I have ideas. My son has attended his cousin's um, mitzvahs already. And so every time we come back from one of those events, he said, Mommy, you know, have you started planning mine? You now, are, the, are these and,
1: Long Island cousins that do it up? or is um,
2: this... So the cousins that he went to, oh. he went to two in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and then he had his niece, uh, my nieces, my twin nieces, um... In November, mm-hmm. and that was local in New Jersey, and that was an incredible event. Um, we actually surprised the girls with a puppy at the wow. at the bat mitzvah. So awesome. Jonah now said to me, you know, what's, where's, your, where's, what's where's my, my surprise? my puppy? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have a puppy, so thankfully I don't have to do that. But um, he's like, what's my surprise? You have to do a puppy. I
1: don't, I, don't know. Know. I
2: don't know. That's tough. That was very. very now the other cool. thing
1: too is, you know, we obviously have listeners from all over the gamut that have. Does either they're like fourth rodeo you know they've been doing this or they're fresh to the game where are you finding your resources like what are you looking to to, to help you gain your information like to look uh, for as ben or, Yeah, as a parent yeah okay, like, so as a parent as a
2: parent I think your podcast um, is an it's excellent Resource. I'm not just saying that because they're not paying me. They're not We didn't tee te- that up. <laughs> we didn't tee that up. No, but honestly, I um I think that listening to the podcast, you have some great content. You talk about um, mishaps. You talk about timelines. You talk about um, budgeting. Um, so you can look at that. I think um, speaking to friends and family that have already planned bar, and bar mitzvahs, um, speaking to the um, venues, when you've gone to a venue and you fall in love with the place, ask them, pick their brain, ask them um, information um, and things that they find to be helpful. Pinterest has a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's websites called Party Slate
1: mm-hmm. that
2: um, has a lot of interesting content. Um, and then just go to old Google, Google the question, and Google's hopefully explosive Entertainment shows up. That's yeah, it,
0: right? That's it. Um, You know, I I asked about theme, I I only want to get back to it because I so believe that theme is so important early in the stage because it helps structure the rest of everything. And not that it's the end-all, be-all, because probably 50% of the clients I talk to who are on their first uh, planning stage, you know, I, I said, do you have a theme? No, I have no idea. I just believe that if you have a theme or a vision, I'll use the word vision maybe more stressfully you at least can then say, all right, it's a sporting theme or sporting vision, so maybe let's look at a sports venue. Yes. Or now I know which decorator to go to, because I know this one is really elegant and over the top, but this one does much more juvenile, kid-friendly. So once you have a vision, the rest starts to fall in place. Uh, And and Dylan, our other partner who was on last week's podcast, he and I were talking yesterday about a... Camp color war themed party that he's doing in a week or two. And I want to let all the secrets out just yet, but you know, we've done many camp themed parties that are at traditional venues and it works well. This one that Dylan's doing is at a camp and he's literally doing color war activities with the kids. And you know, they're eating at the canteen and it's it's as realistic of a camp themed party as possible. So while that wouldn't work if it was a shopping theme or a Broadway theme. In this case, the family picked the day camp, which was the most perfect setting for this theme.
2: I agree. I think you definitely have to think of a theme or how you want to brand it or what you want to showcase for your child's interest. I think um, when you first get the date, um, they're so young, so to pick a theme then is kind of hard. But as you get closer to it, um, you do always have to keep that in the back of your mind to... To make sure that the space can reflect um, what you're trying to do. Um, My son is into sports. Um, We're looking at some, we haven't chosen a venue yet, but we are looking into some um, sports type facilities. Um, We're also looking into more traditional and seeing he also likes video games and making sure that the space is large enough to be able to hold all the extra entertainment and things like that. So you do have to keep that in mind, Mm -hmm. but um, also, not to necessarily lock into a theme two to three years before your child's right, mitzvah, right. because um, we have had interest change, on change. Us many times yeah.
1: too. And and that and that's really cool. That's that's a cool comment that you just said. And, and I don't know. Maybe you would have had it. Maybe you would have thought that way. But like, let's take a shift over to the planner a- aspect of it. Are there certain things that you're now more cautious of, or you know? Uh, Certain elements that you're kind of handling in a certain way now that you've had the planning aspect too, like where you're like Oh, hey, you know, I had an experience with this or you know I gotta make sure that if we're gonna approach, you know, this styled event this way It's got to be it's got to have this kind of format or maybe a timeline or something like that Or is there something that's kind of fueling your Thought process that comes from the planner background too that you wouldn't have if you weren't the planner
2: um that's a very good question. I think that
1: because um, you get it in, on such a, a great aspect, like not only again, like we said, like not only are you a mom just doing it and a family doing it, you know, out of the out of the Jewish tradition, but you also have your foot in it professionally too.
2: Yes, know? I think just trying to again um, be realistic about it, and I've seen people just. Um, Get out of control and like I said at the very beginning of the podcast trying to compete with other people Mm -hmm. and I think just um, making sure that the mitzvah is about me my family and what is important to my child and at the end of the day what he's going to remember I don't care I mean I obviously want our guests to have a great time don't get me wrong we're spending money on them coming and enjoying themselves but at the end of the day I want it to be something that's important to my family and I and not trying to get wrapped up in everything else.
1: Right. And there's a lot that comes with it. And, you know, we preach about it, you know, week in and week out. I, don't, I think that you got to, it's its totally organized chaos here in the midst of the world. You know, you got to be ready. I feel like you got to be ready for war, but you got to be ready to adjust whatever at the drop of a hat. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it can go in any which direction. You know, we literally, this past Sunday, again, you know, we had our timeline all orchestrated, ready to rock and roll. And... Family started calling plays on the line which isn't uh, isn't bad if you if you're prepared for it and you can handle it and you kind of know you know how to I don't want to say troubleshoot it because it wasn't trouble but how to kind of adjust and roll with the punches but if you're not used to that it is a it's a whole other monster so you know it's uh it's fun to say the least <laughs> yeah. we're, we're always entertained so so yes. do you have a question for us I, I'm throwing you on the spot but
2: So I have a question for you. Um, so being that my son's bar mitzvah is the very this is a personal question. The probably one of the very last ones in his group. Um, do you have any any kind of takeaways and things that I should to keep it different? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: like it. So I shave my head for the last (laughs) season. (laughs) That would be unique. (laughs) (laughs) So.
2: Or for the parent that wants to try to do, I yeah. guess not just personally, but the person that comes to you and says, I want to try to do something so Okay, different. so
0: the, the first thing I would say is you have a little pressure starting with venue selection right. to find something unique. Now You know, you don't have to. You, you could pick the same country club or the same hotel as everybody else, but then what do you do differently within that space? So, you know, I would say that's the first piece is, is either find a really unique venue that's going to be like, oh my God, I wish I thought of this. And that's, like that's like finding a needle in a haystack. It's not easy at all. Or go with the traditional venue that other people have used, but now how do you transform it differently? Um, we have an event coming up that we're literally flipping the room. The dance floor is always, let's say, on the west wall,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: for this particular party, the dance floor is going to be on the right or the east wall. Um, people who u- are used to that venue are probably going to walk and be like, "Wow, I didn't think of this." So that would be my first tip: is venue wise, figure out a unique twist. Timeline and theme wise figure out unique to us too. And since you listen to our podcast, you also know that we preach unique venues are great, but it can't be too far fetched from the norm. So be cautious on that too. Um, And I, you know, I love when the kids are more experienced because they do know what to expect as kids. You know, they sometimes know what to do and they act a little bit better. But we also need to make sure that we entertain right so that they're still engaged and they're not bored. It's not the same show that they've seen before. Um, I also say, you know, unique elements like a really cool entrance video or a really different montage. That's what
2: I was going to ask too. Like incorporating, I like to try to um, tell people to incorporate like a wow factor. mm -hmm. Like the puppy was a wow factor. I'm going to be dating myself because my bat mitzvah theme was um, Peter Pan. (laughs) <laughs> and my entrance was um, Captain Hook and um, I think Peter Pan took me in and then my parents tried to get Kathy Rigby McCoy like the real Peter that's Pan to come to my mom Itzvah because she was performing in Detroit at the time oh, that's cool. Um But she was on stage, and so instead, she took a poster, and she signed it, and they presented it to me as their, like, speech. And that that must
1: have been so much harder, being that there's no, you can't, like, text a message, you can't email anything at that, that, like, how How, how could you get that at that point, you know what I mean? So that's really cool. Yeah. Very There was
2: another one, my brother, um, I don't even know how they did this, my brother's theme was baseball, and we grew up in Detroit, and they had, um, oh, what was the guy's name? Um, that did the um, seventh-inning stretch, the guy that would, like, sweep. Excellent. My parents somehow got him, and he showed up in a cab at our venue uh-huh. and surprised my brother. So, the one that like, would actually
1: do it at the stadium, legit, for, that's cool.
2: Yeah, so trying to incorporate, like you said, some kind of wow element. Wow yeah,
0: factor. I mean, Even, Jordan always like, says, every yeah. party is
1: beginning, middle, end of
0: a wow factor. So what um, do you mean
2: by that? So you said, like, cool entrance video. So,
0: so... You know, when people first walk in, like, oh my God, there needs to be like a a wow factor the second you walked in, whether, whether it's something crazy happening during cocktail hour or an entrance video, then around the meal, maybe the meal itself Mm -hmm. is a cool wow factor. I mean, you know, again, you might go to that same venue and all the time you're getting the same rolled up chicken with stuffed with, you know, Florentine, whatever it is, you know, but maybe all of a sudden the menu is totally different. It's... It's a tailgate to fit the sports theme, or it's, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, an Oriental dish that, Mm -hmm. you know, Jews love Chinese food, you know, like, you know, maybe there's something really cool and different about your meal, like that there's a, wow, oh my God, I can't believe they did this. Um, And then I'm a huge advocate at the end, Mm -hmm. as guests are exiting, just something different. And at this point, I'm you know, we love food trucks, but kind of been there, done that, like, What wow element uh, as a goodbye is unique to the party? Um, And I'm going to maybe, I'm totally speaking off the cuff here, but maybe there's some sort of interactive element that starts before the party, like almost like a challenge, like go to this website or text this code, and then at the
1: party that unlocks something. Like, maybe
0: that's a... Like
2: an escape r- room? Yeah. Like I'll
1: be honest. Maybe that's so, something... Not to take this on, on a giant pop culture level, but uh, Japan just opened up Super Nintendo World. Super Nintendo World, it literally what you're doing, and it, once I like, could yeah. like figure out a way to, I don't want to say dummy it down, but make it private event ready, you are literally, when you walk into this theme park, you're participating in your own video game. It's app-driven. You have a wristband for it that everything codes to your app. So while you're going to different rides and experiences and stuff in this world, you're playing a video game. So you're getting points. It's all tallying to your your overall score. Right. You're hitting right. certain you know uh, mystery cubes throughout the park to activate different levels and get all these different types of incentives that are all app driven and stuff like that. So like the technology is coming around to really make a, a, an event. Fully interactive. Think
0: about when we were kids. When we were kids, there was books that was like, you know, do you want John to open up the chest? Choose your own adventure. Correct. Page twelve, otherwise jump to page sixteen. Then it became more like movie based. You'd watch it. You guys are
1: hearing the ground levels of like a new entertainment event concept right here. We're we're putting a lot out in this episode right
0: here. This could be your wow factor. Is you know, you know, how do you advance three chapters in the book or three chapters on the DVD? How do you do that live at the party? Um, should it make sense with your theme and your guest count and your venue and all that, you know, figure out those logistics. But that would be, oh my God, like I can't believe that's how we're ending our mitzvah circuit,
1: you know. And ladies and gentlemen, we will always work with you on price point. (laughs) But something like this is probably not going to be the cheapest. No. Just letting you know right here, first and foremost, it's coming right across right now. We're putting it out there.
2: But speaking of budget, though, I think it is important that people do budget for these wow things. And they don't have to be outrageous. like This thing that you're talking about, but even something that can celebrate the child. It's a surprise to the child. It could even be my sister-in-law, the same one that did. we did the puppy for. She also had collected um, T-shirts, the girls' T-shirts, for the past 13 years and made a huge blanket that she gave to them as part of their... Like speech or whatever, and that's so, awesome. And they it, that, didn't was a, that no, that yeah. was a total surprise for them. We also did. I know you guys have mentioned cameo. Um, in their uh, montage, she had Dance Moms, the mm-hmm. woman, um, do a cameo. So even just saving money, and that wasn't even so expensive, right. but saving money stuff is very, very for your budget to, to be budget able to conscious. Um, yeah, for the most have part. these little special moments for your kids.
1: I mean, and it could be anything. Like you are saying, like I have a client that, that's coming up that we're designing the entire mitzvah. Um, the guest of honor, the bar mitzvah boy, loves aviation and airplanes, so we're doing it at an, air, at an airplane hangar in Princeton at the Princeton Airport. And she has chosen to make her table centerpieces simple, you know, be like a simple plane kind of centerpiece. But the real look is the venue. We're literally in an airplane hangar and they're bringing in uh, some of the smaller uh, private planes to park all throughout the venue as like different decor and stuff like that. So like, yeah, they're, they're probably shelling, a, you know, some coin towards the venue. But that's such a huge part of the theme, the vibe, the look. On that end, to where it makes it makes sense. So you know, Andrew, I
0: got another idea too. Is is maybe just the (laughs) guest attire is different. You know, like, uh, you know,
2: sneaker chic, Mm
0: -hmm. sneaker chic, denim and diamonds, or maybe Mm -hmm. something that is totally unique to again the theme. Uh, Harry
1: Potter. Everybody dresses as your favorite Harry Potter character. uh, You know, but like, what would
0: make your that would be my bar mitzvah at the end of the circuit different? There, there you go. Uh, I mean, I was at a I was doing a walkthrough last night at somebody's house for her fortieth birthday. And their house is like a museum. It's meticulous that you know there's not a speck of dust anywhere. No shoes are allowed in the house. They're really having this tough uh, stumbling point on are we gonna allow the hundred guests at our party to wear shoes or not? And the husband the husband's already saying, No way, no shoes. The wife is saying, Honey, I want to wear heels. I want all the ladies to wear heels. So I said, Why don't you put out, you know, all different size slippers, maybe they're embroidered, or there's something that you know, and there's like a slipper station. You walk in, you check that's your coat, cool. you get a pair of slippers. Like
2: People would appreciate so be that. comfortable. Now. Yeah, so. definitely. And have
1: it branded. It could be a cool take home. Right. Be, yeah, so, I,
0: cool. I mean,
1: you know, maybe you have a slipper party. You know, uh, I mean, but Yeah, a pajama party or something like that. Just something, to, I love that. And, and that's something where, as we talk about, like the wow factor, that's something that doesn't have to cost a million dollars, but it's definitely something that... All your guests will be talking about They'll be like, man, I never saw a pajama party. Right. You know, Ma- or,
0: many years ago, in my Kathmandu days, there was a client. His first name was David, I remember. I can't think of his last name right now. Um, did a Hawaiian luau, and he put on the invitations, wear your best Hawaiian attire. And he knew that a lot of people wouldn't do it, so he literally went on online, ordered, I don't know, let's say 50 Hawaiian print shirts from China, had them delivered, put them on a coat rack in small to extra large size, and there was a sign that was made up that said, If you're not wearing Hawaiian print, trade in your shirt for this one. That's so funny. And That's everybody great. was wearing Hawaiian print great. at the party. It was awesome.
2: See, it's those things too. Again, it comes back to budget, but also people need to understand when they think of budget, they some people don't have the money to spend a ton of a ton of money. But there are really creative ways to make it fun, to make it unique, to have these wow factors without it costing right. so much money. You just have to be creative about it, and again, come back to think about what is your branding, what is your theme, what's important to you, what's important to your child, and how are you going to celebrate it.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it.
0: So I'm, I'm going to ask you a question now. Okay. As a guest at Mitzvahs, yes. you're getting it. you getting it on all yeah. ends. Okay. Yes, i been yeah. a guest. Okay. Is there anything that just totally turns you off that you like? You know, you wish you could kind of shake your friends, say, please don't do this, you know, or I wish you did that differently without calling out a specific friend, of course.
2: Um, I mean, I haven't seen this in a very long time, not at any mitzvahs that I've been to, but like a private event that you're paying a lot of money for, the tip jars, making sure that there's no tip jar. um, Good answer. Making sure that the bathroom, if you don't have an amenity basket, but at least making it look clean if the bathroom is kind of grungy, do your part to make it, feel welcoming. Your guests are going to be in the bathroom. Right. Um, Even if you buy, like if they have like the soap dispenser on the wall, buy your own like soap dispenser or if the paper towels are like the um, the pull down or something. Just make it feel more welcoming. I think the bathroom is definitely an underutilized place and people don't pay attention right. to it now
1: people are like branding the mirrors with like you look great get back out and dance for Casey people or something even like that. change the so. toilet paper yeah yeah so I mean there's, there's so, so many things yeah. you can do with you in a bathroom or putting even like,
2: just a candle or having or, or, again if you don't want to spend a lot of money just a candle or right. a little um, flower something. something um, other things that people have done
0: we, we talk about really... timeline a lot like mm-hmm. you ever get turned off like too long of a montage or too long of a speech or definitely or you too like long of a
2: montage. think. What I do you think, think? The break point. Um, I mean, everyone loves their kids, and you're invited to celebrate the kid. But after a while, like, unless it's a super engaging video that has um like video and not just like pictures to right, music,
1: right.
2: couple minutes. I mean, yeah. you don't. I don't like when there's like a major downtime. I like action at a party. Um, so I think that that I think meal time too has changed a lot. Um, what do you mean? Do I, you I think, like meals earlier, long later? I think um, people tend to spend a lot of money on a sit-down meal and. are dancing on the dance floor and don't want to leave the dance floor I'm one of those people that it's on the dance floor the entire time and I'm only going back to my seat to try the food because I want to see what it is see like if they've done something creative Um, but kind of switching up the whole idea of meals maybe having um, a super long like um, really heavy cocktail hour and then keeping the um, meal more like um, I don't know, fun foods at the end, like um, having all the stations, you know, like what they do for a wedding, but at a mitzvah, like how they have like all the interactive stations in the cocktail hour. So letting your guests eat a lot and then they'll be ready for the dance floor and then midway through um, for meals, give them something fun, like wings or play with the food. I like to have people when they're like creative with the food. Cool. I don't like the
0: old it a fun podcast It's a good one right yeah. yeah, it was a good one came up with some good ideas too very cool, very uh, cool. we could probably talk for hours but yes. I think we should wrap this one up
1: um, it's been a pleasure having you here thank you
2: for inviting yes. me
1: thank you very very much and again guys if you uh, have any other questions or if you want to reach out to Andrea on the one on one if you have any questions for her possibly you could drop your if you want to drop your your personal stuff like an email or something like that sure. they can reach out to you
2: you can reach me, Andrea Hecht. Um, my email is Andrea A N D R E A at fullyinformedlife.com.
1: That's awesome! Awesome! Very, very cool. And as always, guys, make sure you tune into our podcast. If we got anybody that's planning or any friends, family members that you know are putting something cool together. Even if it's not a bar about mess, you know we give tips here every single week that. You know, obviously it's it's mainly a, a mitzvah pod, mitzvah-driven podcast, but you could definitely take these elements and implement them into any sort of event that you're planning um, and come up with some cool new stuff. So it's all about keeping it fun and fresh, and that's what we try to do every week. Right, Mikey? Yeah, man. So episode 51 coming to wrap. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time.